1: Hello, and welcome to What Catholics Believe. I'm your host, Thomas Nagley. With me tonight, as usual, is Father William Jenkins. He is a traditional Catholic priest, a member of the Society of St. Pius V. He's also the pastor of Immaculate Conception Church right here in Norwood, Ohio. Hello, Father. <coughs> How are you?
0: Very fine, Tom. Thank you. Yourself? Doing well, Father. Yeah.
1: Doing well. Father, um, there is an awful lot of information that is coming out now about the uh, Capitol Hill Church. Supposed protests and riots that we saw on uh, on January sixth, and um, there's just so much information pouring out. It's uh, it's almost almost overwhelming um, evidence, just just, um, showing that uh, there was there was so much apparent antifa infiltration into these uh, into some of these these uh, so-called pro-Trump groups that were up there at the Capitol for the Electoral College uh, certification. And, um,
0: and that the police were ushering the Trump yes. supporters into the yeah. into the building.
1: There's more and more videos leading them out. into
0: the building, yeah. taking the barricades out of the way and saying, L- better, "Yeah,
1: literally yeah. waving." Actually, there's,
0: leading them up, right through right the doors.
1: Yeah, there's more and more of that, Father. There was um, leading
0: them right through the doors.
1: Representative uh, Mo Brooks from Alabama. He he said that Congress was actually briefed uh, before days before
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, this happened. I, I believe he said on, on Monday, or maybe even sooner than that. That that they were briefed on on uh, how Antifa was infiltrating these yeah. these uh, these protests and these groups that were there, and that they should expect violence. They were warned. Um, I, I believe uh, Representative Mo Brooks said he actually was was warned to stay in the Capitol complex. He slept there, uh, mm. I guess, in, in his office or, or whatever it may be for for four straight nights or something because they were warned of this that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Father, what what in the world are we to make of all of this information that is just pouring out now?
0: Well, this is another, uh, you know, leftist uh, um, tactic, is what it is, to seize control of the country, and um, to use the media to do it, and uh, the big lie, yeah. the big lie. I mean, after all, uh, you know, was it a riot? No. Was it a mob? No. We're just individuals. We're actually ushered into the into the uh, uh, the building by. Uh, by the police, I mean their their video it's all been taken down. it's all been taken from Facebook you can't you can't get any on the ground video yeah. from Facebook anymore. It's all taken away why Twitter the same because it shows the truth, and that's what they cannot tolerate the truth you know so they had to perpetrate the big lie with the uh, with the uh, casters the newscasters uh, fabricating their stories and repeating the lie over and over and over again um you know, one of the most poignant moments, of course, is the execution of Ashley Babbitt. I mean, uh, she's the 35-year-old Air Force veteran, um, and uh, she did four tours of duty, you know, with the Air Force in Afghanistan and so on. She, uh, a very patriotic lady. I think she was in from San Diego, and a very vociferous Trump supporter, and... When you read the accounts of her execution, and you actually see the video, if, if you're allowed to see it, uh, there's no doubt, but it was an execution. This woman was, was let up there, uh, put in harm's way, and um, uh, they say that she was climbing through a broken window. Uh, one report was she was hoisted up by people to get through it. Well, who were these people around her? And why of all those people around her, was she the one chosen? Why was she shot? Um, and if she's going through a broken window how how do you how is it possible that you see this this arm reach out from a doorway, put a gun at her, drag straight at her and and pull the trigger, and shoot her in the chest. If she's going through a window, you don't go through the window chest first, right? right. You go through a broken window, generally head first, but well, how does she get shot in the chest? That's what they say, right? Uh, She got shot in the neck. Others say she was shot in the neck, but she was speaking afterwards. So uh, the the reports are really, really murky. Uh, One report, somebody was testifying that they were trying to keep her away from the window because they realized the danger on the other side, but they couldn't do it. But you have half a dozen men there. One of them is a man, uh, uh, actually a black man, who's a, a founder of a B- Black Lives Matter group out in the uh, out west somewhere, well known for his uh his uh, leftist activism. And he's he's filming the whole thing. And uh, but I thought he's these recording, were Trump he's recording <laughs> well, uh, yes, uh, that he was there to document, uh, okay. he was there to okay. document the Trumpers, some uh, the Trump supporters' arrival at that door, evidently. Yes. So it just so happens that he happened to get in and get there for a day, waiting to document the Trump supporters' arrival at that door. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, you can see that the video is very clear. He's standing there for a good 30 seconds, uh, uh, looking, his camera is looking down the hallway, <clears> on <throat> the other side of that door, and there's a, a gun, and somebody's off-camera, off actually, uh, behind the door frame, all you see is the hand with the gun, the black lizard hand with the gun, and then uh, you hear, you know, these people arrive, and there is there are multiple people. Why why this one white black, this one white woman is singled out, and I I can't help but think that of all the people who were there, including the black man doing the recording, and the uh, and the other people with her, is because she was the the me- best specimen of a trump supporter and and having her in that in a body bag is is evidence that this was trump support uh, uh, you know a, a mob uh incursion in the white in the uh, in the capital but you know they're congratulating themselves because no uh, government a member of the government was hurt let alone killed no one was None of them, none of their staff were hurt. None of them were hurt. So what kind of a mob was this? <clears throat> it wasn't. It was a complete fabrication. A complete setup job. By the leftists, but that's what they specialize in. It's all leftist political theater to get their way. Um, and it would be a tragedy if, if uh, Donald Trump or any other members of government let that sway them. If it swayed them anyway, it should make them even more determined to uh, not surrender the country to these people uh, because they're absolutely unscrupulous. You know um, that there are some uh, black people now who are insisting, well, probably whites too, that uh, the mobsters—that is, the the mob that entered the Capitol, being Trump supporters—were predominantly white, and they were they were treated with kid gloves. That they'd been black members of Antifa or BLM. They would have been gunned down mercilessly. They're saying, "Well, of course, we saw that in the streets of Portland and and so on, how how the police uh, were just gunning down mercilessly, mercilessly all of these mobsters, right? All of these rioters." No, uh, absolutely not. So this is a well, of course, another bald-faced lie. <clears throat> but the fact is that. Uh, uh, there were uh, such pe- people as this John uh, Sullivan uh, this uh, black lives matter fan, man inside there uh, when the uh, recording it when they when they arrived at that door when the so-called Trump supporters arrived at that door and he did document it and of course he wasn't threatened in any way he wasn't shot he wasn't menaced he wasn't told to go away the the gun, Toting person on the other side of the door, uh, never pointed the gun at him, uh, as he stand stood there. I uh, know video recording the whole thing, and so uh, the whole thing was a gigantic put-up job. It's an absolute fraud, and um, that the the leftists are going to play it for all it's worth. So. Um, the truth has to has to be made known. We have to tell the truth and absolutely insist on the truth. The fact is that uh it was an antifa incursion, and they led these uh, Trump supporters and apparently with a police collusion right into those halls of Congress uh, uh, and um and they they were just led like lambs into the slaughter almost you know that the the one was killed. The others are wanted, right? They've got posters out looking for them. I wonder how many of them will turn out to be leftists, Antifa you know, supporters and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they wanted their story. You know, Tom, there are, there are a couple of things that are coming out here that you recall we talked on this show. One of them has to do with the voter fraud and the role of the, in Italy Yes. And the role of not only the Italian intelligence firm, Leonardo, but the role of the Vatican. Yeah. And you recall that even before the election, we were talking about the role of the Vatican in collusion, in its collusion to have Trump lose to Biden. Yes. The, the, va- the collusion of the Vatican going yeah. right to Francis to have Biden win. <clears throat> Biden yeah. issuing it, I'm sorry, Francis issuing an encyclical uh, supporting socialism and uh, like against free free uh, private property and um, other things that Francis was coming out with just before the election. And uh, I mean right at this table we'd announced that as that was foreign collusion in this election. And now we find out that uh, the Vatican did indeed have a fa- hand even in the election process itself. Um, And so uh, more and more information is coming out about that now, too. And uh, one show you asked me about this idea of everyone going to, well, the Trump supporters going to Washington, D.C. for January 6th. I didn't answer your question for a reason uh, at the time, but I have told others, and I think I told you privately, I thought it was a terrible idea. And I couldn't understand why President Trump was encouraging his followers to arrive en masse in... uh, the Capitol, on January 6th, when we really wanted the, the you know, congressmen and senators who had promised to oppose the fraudulent electors to, to do so. We wanted to leave them free to actually do that. And uh, we expected that there was going to be trouble. One didn't have to be a prophet to see that coming, that... Uh, I mean, uh, Pelosi and McConnell, Speaker of the House and the Speaker of the Senate, were actually shown together, colluding together to shut down that opposition in the joint session of Congress. They were working out plans how to stop that process of the senators and congressmen objecting to those votes. McConnell and Pelosi together. That tells you a lot, a great deal about this. And um, now, now you know, uh, Pelosi is uh, insisting that um, Pence in, in invoke Amendment 25 to declare Trump unfit as president, mm-hmm. or the House is going to, as she says, going to impeach him, yep. impeach Trump again. And uh, now Pelosi is a she-double. She really is a she-double. And it might actually shock some people that I would refer to her openly as a she-devil. It might seem as, as an insult, but she should take it as a compliment. And she has every reason to take it as a compliment when I say that she is a she-devil. Because when I refer to a she-devil, I mean a woman who is absolutely hell-bent on power. That she understands what it is to have power. She craves power. Um, She can't live without it. She knows how to get it, and she knows how to hold it. If there's one thing that Nancy Pelosi is actually proud of, it is precisely that, that she demands power, she knows how to get it, and she knows how to hold on to it against all opposition. So that's what I mean by a she-double. And I think that uh, in that sense of the word, she probably would... uh, Gladly agree <laughs> that she does, in fact, uh, think exactly that way. And uh, when she sets her sights, I mean, she has made it very clear that she is going to, well, as she said to Trump, "I'll see you in prison." And Trump said, "Well, I'll visit you when I can." <laughs> um, you know, but in fact, she is she's determined yes. to destroy him, to annihilate him. Um, they say that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned and uh, Shakespeare was right in that right and that's something you notice about women when they when they become uh, maddened with rage like this they want to annihilate the their opponent um I mean men can argue and disagree and still have a few laughs, laughs even a few beers I guess but women are not, they're, they're all in one way or the other. And um, I mean, I've talked to security guards at, at, at high schools, uh, some of them really very violent schools, and the security guards will say, if boys are fighting, they'll break it up. But they tell they say, if girls get into a fight, they will not touch it. They, they won't go anywhere near it because they're unstoppable. They just, they're unstoppable in their rage, you know? um uh, boys are just looking to save face girls are looking to annihilate who they hate and i'm afraid that this is going to be true of donald trump that 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 she is going not going to rest until she annihilates him Mm -hmm. but uh there's a lot of talk now about uh trump supporters are going to still have a very strong voice and a strong powerful voice in america well whoever believes that that's a story spread by the leftists in the hopes that some naive Trump people will buy it. That's again, the left wants to annihilate. The left itself, you know, very much thinks like that woman scorned. Um, and you don't have to be a woman to think like that. That they want to annihilate annihilate the opposition so that never again would a s everyone dare even pronounce the name of Donald Trump or anything, (laughs) you know. And, you know, when I say this, I'm making it sound like it all comes down to Donald Trump. It doesn't, of course. It it really is a matter of oaths to the Constitution and oaths taken to God. But it's so ironic that, you know, in the midst of this COVID crisis, we're trashing the Constitution and hoarding toilet paper. If anything, I mean, they're, they're basically trying to use the Constitution toilet paper. I mean, essentially, they're just trashing the Constitution of the United States of America. And they're very proud of it. And it's sanctimonious about it, even. But that's what the left is. That's what it does. And uh, people just have to realize what, what they're dealing with here. It it really is a form of exorcism. You can't back down, you can't flinch, you can't concede, and you can't surrender the country.
1: Mm-hmm. Father, I'll, I'll never forget, I uh, growing up, I, I used to play a decent amount of chess and we were always told this the story of a a chess player who uh who one time as he was losing a game kind of saw saw the outcome saw that he was going to lose the game and so he kind of uh moves the table knocks over the whole board Mm -hmm. um scatters all the pieces everywhere uh this seems to be what 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 we're dealing with with the left you know we had uh this i guess you could kind of make the analogy that there was a chess game going on and there was um, at least some chance you know that, that the other side could lose that that the left could lose, but rather than play out the game, they simply um stand up, knock the knock the entire chessboard over, scatter the pieces time, I
0: agree, however, they have to blame it on the opposition though yeah, yeah. so as they're sitting down at the table, they have to trip, trip, trip. Yeah. they have to trip the opposition yeah. they have to trip the opposition so that the opposition scatters the pieces, yeah. okay, so that they are. Sanctimoniously innocent mm-hmm. of everything, right? but
1: Father, why, why even you?
0: But you don't see, you don't see what's going on under the table mm-hmm. at that time. See, mm-hmm. And then, 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 but I agree with the analogy; it's exactly right.
1: But and and if that if that analogy is true, then how can you even sit down at the table with someone like this? How could how could you even begin a game with, with them? Right,
0: right. Um, Who in his right mind would sit down to play a game of chess with these people mm-hmm. if this is what's going to happen? Yeah. How do you
1: how, do, that. how how do you if this is their defense and you know that this is their defense how do you how do you respond to that we say you know you can't deal with them you don't play you the game okay
0: you don't play the game they would be banned from playing
1: what does that mean practically <laughs> practically speaking
0: what does it mean to, not to let them play chess
1: I, I mean <laughs> if we're using the political analogy here how do we not play politics with the left
0: well we have to realize that they are a criminal enterprise and treat them as such. We have to realize they're a criminal enterprise, or we have to treat them that way, in the practical order. Um, they, they have the approach, we mentioned this in the last program, that they want to annihilate any opposition. Yes. Right? Yes. Communists, this is what communists do. They are communists, really. They think like communists. They are totalitarians. They think like totalitarians. And totalitarians want total power and total control over every single human being. They cannot rest until they have that. It's like a mania that drives them, you know, that anyone should dare not only make an action, say a word, or even have a thought that is contrary to them. it is, It is again, I mean, it, it all goes together. The homosexuals are the same way. They cannot brook anyone opposing homosexuality or saying that it's wrong. They cannot allow anyone to have a thought like that. They must criminalize it. They must stop it violently. and Silence it, not only silence it, but they have to squelch it in the very mind of the person. So you can't even think it. You dare not think it. Thought police. And this is the way it is, the thought police, this is the way it is with totalitarians. And leftists of every stripe are all that way. That's the way they think. And uh, those who are not leftists and those who are not totalitarians, but who believe in uh, all men are created equal in the eyes of God, which has some very interesting theological implications, both with regard to the image of God in man's soul, but also as sinners, we are all created equal in the eyes of God, <clears throat> in that way too. And, um, but endowed by our Creator with the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, that we have a certain, we have liberty granted to us by God. Um, leftists cannot tolerate that idea. And those who do believe that is true have to realize that leftists are the absolute, implacable, and um, unrelenting enemy of those ideas. And they will do everything to destroy them. And those who hold those principles. And so, Tom, that's what we have to do. I mean, we have to see them as... and the absolutely uncompromising and unrelenting enemies of everything we believe in, everything we love, our love, our, our, our faith, our hope, our, our love for God, our charity, our love for our fellow uh, fellow men, you know, you know, inspired by our faith. Um, they, they lie and they will talk about hatred and scream in your face that you are full of hate. When it's very clear. Well, I mean, look, look. apply that to what just took place in Washington, D.C. There are witnesses who have testified that they saw Antifa people smashing windows. And Trump uh, supporters there actually placed themselves between the Antifa people and the windows of Congress to to stop them from breaking the windows. And were even trying to haul Antifa's uh, um, mobsters and rioters away from the building to keep them from smashing the windows. So the Trump supporters were actually trying to defend the building, trying to defend the Capitol. are eyewitness cases of that have testified that this is exactly what they saw and this is exactly what they did. So this is a lie that is not only not true, it's the exact opposite of the truth. And this is the kind of liar that the leftist is. He's, he's a person who not only speaks contrary to the truth, but he, he absolutely, um, what he says is the exact opposite of the truth. Mm-hmm. And that that conveys a sense that he has nothing but hatred for truth. He just hates truth, which is a, a, basically, a, a, you might say, a corollary of his hatred for God mm-hmm. and God's order in the world. We have to realize what we're up against here and stop uh, uh, pretending that uh, we're dealing with anything short of a criminal enterprise here.
1: Mm-hmm. Father, do you, do you think this this hatred that you speak of, uh, that, that the left has um, for, for Trump or, or anything on the right or, or the truth, do you think that um, possibly explains why they are... Um, pushing so hard against, against President Trump. Now, you know, you mentioned the, the articles of impeachment. I believe they're, they're supposed to be filed on Monday. Why bother with that when, when this man supposedly only has a matter of days left in office? Why are they talking about all this, how, how he's going to be Because they want to destroy
0: him. They want to utterly destroy him. They want to utterly discredit him. They want to utterly discredit what he stands for. They want to discredit what his followers believe. You know, there are those who insist that um, Donald Trump is a fraud, that he's actually led us down the primrose path. There are those who insist that he set this all up in Washington, D.C., knowing very well what was going to happen. Um, there are those who insist that that is true. Is it possible? Possible. Theoretically possible, right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, we've seen what we've seen what others have done as far as leading us on and then betraying us, right? Yeah. So... Um, <clears throat> It, it, it is it is possible. But, you know, you ask people, these very people, okay, so you're telling us that we should not uh, support Trump when he uh, f- takes a, a pro-life stance. You're saying we shouldn't support him when he takes a pro-America stance, you know, for uh, American freedoms. Wait, you, you say we shouldn't support him when he takes a pro middle class stance or any of the other things. You say, we shouldn't do that because he's not, he's not honest about it and he's just leading us along. Well, what else do you have to offer us? What else do you have to offer? Instead, they have nothing. They have nothing to offer, you know, to support any of these things. So the fact is, Donald Trump has spoken out for these things and he's taken a lot of uh, flack for it, to say the least, a lot of denunciation, but he continues to take the stand for the flag and for the patriotism for the country and and um, and pro-life and all the rest. And so it's what he stands for. It's what he represents to the people. They want to smash that. They want to absolutely discredit that. And so they're determined that they're going to succeed in impeaching him. Uh, if they do not, and he lives he could still be the leader of a political force against them. And they will not tolerate that. They have to destroy him. Father, uh, Surely he must realize that. Certainly he must realize what, he, what he's dealing with here. You know, as time goes on, more and more it is showing more and more that, uh, <clears throat> of the foreign government, uh... intrusion into our election process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... And uh, there are people calling for him to invoke the, you know, the law against them. But the point is, even if he did, um, he would need the support of the military, he would need the support of law enforcement. Without that, he he would just be getting himself in more and more trouble and inciting more and more trouble. Um, So, uh, you know, this is where... We, we we see as time goes on, day after day after day, things happen according to the left's playbook. Mm-hmm. More and more supporters, those who would stand, would have stood by Trump and did stand by him earlier on, have turned on him now. I mean, even Attorney General Barr has now said that Trump was inciting to riot. You know, I mean, this is dis- this is despicable. You know, absolute despicable for this man. And um, and we see this happening, and and now I understand that uh, Senator Cruz and others, where they're going, they're being uh, accosted by Trump supporters who are saying that they're 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 just feel betrayed by these people. They they're they're politicians, and they're acting like politicians. They're feathering their nest. The prime example of that is Judas. Okay, Judas Iscariot, when our Lord promises to give his body and blood, and all of the people walk away. Judas starts calculating, how do I How do I uh, save myself? What do I get out of this? I, how do I make this turn out in my favor? So he hits the plan to betray our Lord for 30 pieces of silver. And that's what these people seem like. And the, even in the eyes of the people at large, the Trump supporters at large now, they, they appear very much like that. The politician always in the end defaulting to the selfish motive: how do I save myself? How do I save my political career? How do I save political face? <laughs> Almost like Satan, it is better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. <coughs> so, okay, the Democrats are taking over and I'm going to be marginalized, but at least I'm still going to save my political career, they're thinking, you know. It's almost a diabolical way of th- th- that political mindset. Now, not all of them have caved into that. Not all of them have caved into that yet, right? And loath- I'd be loath to think that Trump would or could, but he can't. I mean, he's flesh and blood. Look at all he's taken so far. Um, and I personally don't believe that he set everybody up just to expose all of these, just to lead all of these people astray and to expose them um, you know, as a bunch of violent mobsters, which they are not, clearly. um, so I, I don't know what exactly is happening going to happen now, but I do know that we we, we we've called a number of things on the show. We could have called the idea January six was a bad idea because the enemy was plotting something uh that was going to blow up in in Trump's face. And all of his supporters' faces, we called the Vatican's uh, involvement right in the collusion to have Biden made declared the president, and ultimately Kamala Harris the president of the United States of America. We called that. Um, there are a number of other things we saw coming here. Uh, right now, it's very difficult to, to call what's what's coming next here, but. Um, I, I, for one, don't believe it's over yet. We There are a lot of people on the Internet spouting all kinds of information and misinformation, and it's very hard to tell the difference as to what's what. You know, there are people making grand pronouncements about, oh, this is what's going to happen next. You don't know where they're getting their information. Some of them might be right once in a while, some of them not, you know, who knows. But I think the message we have to get from this is... Those who have supported President Trump because he supported them. Because they're pro-life, because they're pro-American, because they believe in the ideals of what this country stands for. They want this to be a Christian nation. Um, uh, Believing in the natural law. Um, they, They do not believe in perversion. They believe in the family. They see Trump has supported them in the family, and so on. All of these good things, they see that he supported them, and that's why they supported him. That's the only reason. Because he supported the things that they believe in and the things that they hold dear. Otherwise, they would have no allegiance to him whatsoever. But they have to be careful who they believe, because the leftists are so cunning that they'll go on the social media and spread stories and pretend to be what they are not. And they will, they, they, will, they will be there to basically uh, lead the so-called Trump supporters uh, right into traps like this. And so the, the Trump supporters cannot be naive. They have to be very, very, cl- very, very cautious and very, cl- well, as our Lord said, shrewd. With the shrewdness of a serpent, they have to be very careful. They weren't. They weren't on January 6th, and this is where we are, this is what happened, see? But this should be an object lesson for every single one of us. We have to be very wary of the of the leftists who will get on and um, be like devils disguised as angels of light or as sheep, right? Uh, but they're actually wolves in sheep's clothing, right, or the the pelt of a sheep. There are many of them out there trolling around, looking to lead people and, 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 and a, in a very bad way, to incite them to acts of violence, and so on. Look, if, if in fact, those Trump supporters who did enter the Capitol on January 6th, if they were a violent mob, that would have ended much differently. But they were not. They were there almost as tourists, right? They were suckered into that. And they had no intention of doing any violence to anybody when they entered there. And they didn't. And in fact, they did not. Um, But uh, if that had been um, any other group of people in that position doing what Doing what they were claimed claimed to be doing by the media, this would have been a very different matter. But the fact is, this was just a group of ordinary, decent, actually law-abiding citizens who were led into this trap. And um, I think everybody has to step back and take a, a, a reality check uh, on the fact that that these are are actually good, innocent, decent people. Um, whom the leftists basically took advantage of to accomplish their ends. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we should keep the name of uh, Ashley Babbitt in mind, not because she's a saint, I don't know, I don't know much about her, but I firmly believe that she was executed um, as part of a, a, a larger plan.
1: Father, what should we be praying for right now?
0: Well, we, we have to pray that the, obviously, we have to pray that the truth will, will, perdure, meaning the truth will get through all of the, all of the smoke and the mirrors of the leftists, that the truth will get out. But the point is, if there, if the people do not love the truth, if people love the lie, and this is the thing that St. Paul talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 12. Uh, I'm sorry, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, about the time of the Antichrist, they will actually love lying. <laughs> and therefore God will deliver them up to, to a perverse sense. And if there's anything that describes so-called modern man and even modern America, I think that's it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that because they love the lie, God delivers them up to a a perverse sense and perversion is the order of the day for so many of these people. That when they see the truth, they will hate it. But we, we have to pray that all of those who still are of the truth and who love the truth will get it. They'll see through the lies. They will see the truth and that they will have the necessary not only uh, knowledge of the truth, but that they will have the love for the truth to fight for it, to fight for it in any and every way they can. Um, I was encouraged today uh, by a text message that I received from a dear lady, a mother of mul- many children, that uh, she saw the last program where I was saying, look, we, we have recourse in our states to begin to try to protect ourselves against mandates uh mandates um, and uh, so she she got on the phone and started talking to representatives, state representatives, and uh, to see what could be done to move things forward. But this is exactly what it's all it takes. I mean we have we have people right now who are traditional Catholics, who are on social media, including Facebook, who are arguing right now about why, what I've said about vaccines on this show. If they would stop that, because we're all against vaccines, absolutely, and we're all against them being made mandatory, but if they would stop the squabbling, and if they would simply look up the numbers of their congressmen and representatives and start calling, especially finding those who are sympathetic, calling judges or attorneys, anybody they can, who is sympathetic and say, what can we do? Tell us what can we do in the practical order to start building some kind of a legal bulwark, barricades against the evil things that we fear are going to be coming. If they would put the effort into that, they'd be much more productive, but they'd they'd rather argue about it. But all I'm asking them to do is say, look, face the fact that we do have Uh, opportunities, we still have initiatives we can take. The reason why we're in this situation right now is because we haven't taken them. And if we're talking about recognizing the people who are threatening to do these things, such as mandating vaccines and so on, that we consider this to be all part of a criminal enterprise, well, what does that say about us if we do not take the steps necessary to defend ourselves and our children against the criminal enterprise? Are we not actually cooperators in it? Because we have an obligation to oppose it, and we will not. We'd rather argue among ourselves. Um, so I was very heartened by what this one dearly said about she actually took an initiative here, and I, I, I wish a thousand others, you know. I mean, how many are going to watch this program? I don't know. Um, it might not even <laughs> make make it a deposting, for all I know, the way things are going now. They've... Uh, Facebook and Twitter have shut down President Trump entirely, banned him entirely, right? Yep. And then uh, President Trump started uh, uh, to speak on Parlor, mm, is that right? Yeah. And they shut down the Google app for that, yes. too. So now this is what they do. This is what totalitarians, this is what communists do. Yep. Um, so you know they want to turn this into the Soviet Socialist Republics, uh, American Republics, so the Republic of America. Uh, The USSA, whatever they want to make of it. And uh, we see this happening before our very eyes. But while we still can communicate, I think that we need to to really start banding together and working together to, uh, uh, um, to mount an opposition to this. What we not only fear, what we fully expect to be coming down the line, with any with any devils they will they will keep they will keep going until you push them back you have to push back and that's what exorcism exorcism is pushing them back and finally it's pushing them back so so hard that you make the exorcism so uncomfortable for them that they are willing to let go and to go back to hell that's what you have to do, to make it that uncomfortable for them. Now, if we're dealing with a spiritual power here, Tom, one thing every single one of us should do is be praying the prayer to Saint. Michael the Archangel over and over again, every day. We should be praying the prayer to Saint. Michael the Archangel. It is a prayer of exorcism. It's a prayer we all know from by heart, from our childhood. It's a prayer we can pray multiple times during the day, even as we're engaged in other in other activities. We know it so well, right? And we need to be invoking the, the protection of St. Michael the Archangel. And, uh, you know, the <laughs> what better patron? Who is like God is his name, right? Well, this is the challenge to gates and sorrows and so on, and men who th- pretend now... That they can act like gods on Earth because they have um, basically the uh, the minds of, of three year olds as far as in, as as far as uh, uh, responsibility uh, and restraint. And it's out of control, but they have the billions. It's like a three year old with a loaded gun. They have the billions, and they can do what they, they say please. And they feel no responsibility, like a three-year-old. No responsibility to anybody. But the fact is, they have the power to do it. Soros even went so far to say, I feel like a god. I can do anything I want." He came out and said that, on the record, by the way. So we need to be invoking St. Michael the Archangel to, to rise up again and to live up to into his name, and he will. Who is like God, he will challenge them. And we need to pray that prayer of exorcism over and over again with confidence and invoke his power against them. As every time we do that, we pray that prayer, not just say it, but pray it, we are shoving back these very powers that are threatening all of mankind, our own country in a very special way, our own people, our own families. We need to start pushing back spiritually and in every other way we can. Absolutely. So, Zara, uh, I said it. Now you, I think you ought to get a chance to say a few words too. But
1: <laughs> I think you've said it, all, Father. <laughs> uh, Couldn't have said it better myself. Not yet.
0: not yet.
1: Well, Father, thank you for being here tonight. I uh, appreciate your time, and I know all of our viewers do as well. So, thank you very much.
0: Well, certainly, Tom. Thank you.
1: Yep. Thanks to all of our viewers for watching this episode of What Catholics Believe. Until next time, we ask that you all remember the words of Our Lady of Fatima to consecrate yourselves and your families to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and to pray and do penance. Thank you, and God bless you.